Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his apostles, As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons. Without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. Do not take gold or silver or copper for your belts, no sack for the journey or a second tunic or sandals or a walking stick. The laborer deserves his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, look for a worthy person in it and stay there until you leave. As you enter a house, wish it peace. If the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. If not, let your peace return to you. Whoever will not receive you or listen to your words, go outside that house or town and shake the dust from your feet. Amen, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A little while ago, I was watching a program with my parents, and it was, I think it was called Street Food, and it was uh, a story about these different uh, people in different parts of the world that would try to make a living selling street food. And there was this one particular program where they were in Delhi, India, and the man who was starting the business had to borrow money from his sister, and he was so destitute he knew that if it didn't work, he would probably starve to death. And in the context of raising up the business, it started taking off, and he knew that he was in a vulnerable position, but he also saw that his brother uh, was in a bad position himself, and he was trying to help his brother out, and so he, he gave the, a good part of the business to his brother and lent him money, and he was trying to set him up so that he would have everything he needed to be able to succeed. And what ended up happening is that the brother had a tendency to heroin addiction. And so he took everything that he got and then bought heroin for it and almost drove the business into the, into the ground. And in the process, then the, the original owner had to try to rebuild the business. Uh, and eventually he did, but it was not easy. And um, I don't know if, if you've ever been in that situation before where you think this person really needs help and I'm going to do everything I can to set them up and to give them everything they need so that they can thrive and as much as you may want to help it may not actually work and it's the most frustrating thing uh, I can think of several times in my own life where similar things have happened I also can remember back uh, to my own family that uh, my parents were very generous with me I was very very fortunate and blessed to have great parents and they would try to do what they could to help me but being a, a dumb kid you, you tend to make bad decisions and when you make those bad decisions your your parents have to be heartbroken in this 
And I'm sure at some point you probably have something similar where there are times in your life where you were trying to help members of your family or good friends and, and it just didn't work. And you probably had times when you were the one who someone was trying to help you and you just didn't take advantage of the opportunity. So in the, in the first reading we see from Hosea this, this beautiful image of God who he's talking about Ephraim, this tribe in Israel, and he's saying he, he kind of helped him and taught him how to walk, and, and, and it's a metaphor, it's poetic. It's saying that God brought Israel out of Egypt, and, it, and he set them up in the land and gave them the miracles and the protection they needed so that they could thrive. And what happens? But Israel goes off and starts worshiping the other Canaanite gods and ignores what God gave them to be able to thrive. And so what is God's response to this? Well, if you'll notice, he didn't say, that's it, I'm done with them, I'm never going to be involved again. He's, he's being patient. And I think that really is something to the heart of God, that he is so patient. I don't know why he's so patient. Well, I kind of do, he loves us. But still, it, it just seems that when we think about how patient we would be, we would not be able to be so patient. So it does give us uh, a few things to think about. One is that parents, you have incredible influence on your children and in your family. And you do what you can to try to help them, to lead them and guide them so that they might be able to grow into people of character. Uh, but there are limits, it's not absolute. And there are times when it might be that you're going to do everything you can, everything that's reasonable, uh, but it doesn't quite work out. And so instead of shaming yourself and thinking you're such a, a terrible parent, we might do well to understand that, well, even God didn't have a 100% success ratio, you know? So we have to kind of put things in perspective. The other thing I think that's important to understand is that God is being patient with us for a reason. He wants us to trust in him and to come to him and allow him uh, to really bless us like he designed this world and his graces to be able to do. And so we should be humble enough to understand that this patience, this patience won't last forever, you know, so we do at some point or another need to take advantage of that great gift. And so maybe just kind of keep those two things in mind. One is to be patient with those we are trying to lift up and, and ultimately to give them over to God because there are things that are out of our control and out of our hands. And the second one is, is let's not fail uh, to see the opportunity that God has given us and respond uh, to his invitation as well.